What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome you all to another live call-in edition of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we are talking about entrepreneurship. What are some of the obstacles that people will encounter when starting their own business? How do you grow your business? What are the expectations of your friends and family? These things and more on this T2Q episode. So let's get at it. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. Hey, Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. Yeah. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. And I think it's offensive to say that a person who speaks well is trying to speak white. Is that it? 516-595-8306 is the number to join the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. If you're already on hold, then press one on your dial pad whenever you are ready to speak. And uh, the weather's kind of bad here. I had a thunderstorm roll through, so hopefully it's passed. If you hear a little rumbling in the background, that's what's going on. But to the phone lines, I go. From the 248 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, please welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on today? Hey, Q, how are you? I'm doing well. How's everything going on your end? Yeah, pretty good. Except for Trump bringing in the feds to kill us all. Other than that, All right. Uh, Let me go back to the phone. I have another show legend who's called in. From the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. What was going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. Glad to have you. All right. And I got another caller calling in from the 662 area code. The Magnolia State of Mississippi caller, what's your name? This is Latrice. Latrice, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. All right. And we'll get to you in just a second. 
We're talking entrepreneurship today, but before we get to that, it's time to discuss trending topics from around the world with Miss Crystal Hickerson. So you know what time it is. So let's get crystallized. Right now, um, first of all, Kanye West has been all over everything. You can't get away from him. Um, Kanye West has a mental illness, if we did not know. But it is it's really out there right now. And, you know, first, his um, presidential run is basically defunct. I, you know, with my listeners and, you know, um, People I, I speak with, they we've gone back and forth saying, you know, um, Kanye is running for president, and then I'd say, no, he's not running for president. It was all just some crap. And then they're like, no, no, wait. And then I look on there, like, yeah, he's running for president. So basically he's not running for president. Um, <laughs> but what is happening with him is that, you know, again, his um, – bipolar situation is is uh, wearing his head. Oh, yeah, I talked about this on my show uh, regarding, in my last, you know, podcast, regarding um, how his, he's been dealing with this for a while, and he does not take his medication because he is an artist. And artists uh, know that if you take the kind of medication that uh, puts your mood in order, then you lose a little bit of that creativity. And um, so he doesn't take it because of that. His wife, Kim Kardashian West, came out to say that um, Kanye has a bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their lives who knows, knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I am very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy. So, but she is very concerned and, you know, he, as you probably have witnessed, gone on to say that um, they came out trying to say, as in Kim and her mom, Chris, and the family, trying to um, to institute him, you know, to put him under some sort of lock and key. That can be done. It's probably the 72-hour institution that you can do for someone who is exhibiting mental illness where they are a danger to themselves or a danger to other people or both. So he, um, and he was, he was, you know, exhibiting this kind of behavior, so they tried to institute him. And obviously that did not work. Um, So he came out to say in rebuttal of this incident that he has been trying to divorce Kim since the incident that happened a couple of years ago or a few years ago with uh, Meek Mill. She is going, you know, with her getting people who are criminally 
um, put in jail, taken out because of their innocence. That's part of her her thing that she's doing. But um, he seems to feel that whether true or not, we don't know, that they had an affair of some kind. And he was very upset about that. Does somebody need to go to the franchise? Yes, we don't know if this is, you know, a part of his paranoia, you know, a part of his illness, or this actually happened. Um, Just because someone is crazy doesn't mean that they are not right. Um, So so he went on to uh, claim that he can't seem to get out of this contract slash marriage. Uh, he said that Kim's mother, Chris, is a white supremacist, and they will take his children from him, and he wouldn't have any contact with them until he, till they were 18, where they can make their own decisions. And he said he was fine with that. He just needed to get out. Um, right now, the couple has two boys and two girls, North, um, who is seven years old, Saint who is four and a half years old, Chicago, who's a girl who is two and a half years old, and Psalm, who's a boy who is 14 months. Now, comedian Dave Chappelle, who, as we know, has had you know issues that he has depression and anxiety, he flew out to Cody, Wyoming, where um, Kanye has his um, little place where he's starting a cult. Um, allegedly, to check on Powell, to check on Powell Kanye, and Kanye was really, you know, he was really pleased and, and he really felt that someone was actually caring about him and just wanted to see how he was, and obviously they had been friends for a while, and he said that thank you, Dave, um, for hopping on the jet and coming to see me, <laughs> to see that I'm doing okay. Um, but it really meant a lot. Um, Dave was a godsend and a true friend. So, I mean, and there was a video on that. And, and he, um, he, he looked well. He looked happy. And he looked emotional. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need someone to come to your aid. So, so that was good. And, you know. And when people who have gone through depression and gone through those kinds of things, they they can see it and recognize it and understand what is needed. So hopefully, but that's only part of it. Yeah. You do need, sometimes you do need the medication, and medication does have to do with your um, mental imbalance or, you know, um, hormonal imbalance to help you get through that. But that's not all of it. It's not just about that. It's also about what's going on with you. And... So hopefully he can get what he needs, but luckily he's not going to be running for president. He said he's going to focus on his music, and that's what he's going to do from now on. Well, I hope dude gets the help that he needs. And, um, I mean, he hasn't seemed to have been right ever since his mom passed, and I hope he can get better as he gets older. Uh, But, I mean, it's just some sad stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm grappling with what – when it's one thing when someone dies that's very close to you, that dies of an illness, a long term, like cancer, things things that the mind can understand. She died suddenly, of uh, because she had a, um, you know, she was having a, a surgery, which was a cosmetic surgery, but it was more to it 
than just the surgery itself. It was what happened after the surgery that caused her death. So there, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are going on with him regarding that. He wasn't there. He wasn't present. He was overseas. So he may be dealing with guilt for the fact that he was not present. Um, and, you know, there, there was a lot going on there. So, unfortunately, and she was his rock. She was, you know, his best friend, and uh, it was just the two of them for a very long time. And when he lost her, he lost a lot. And I understand that. And there's people who have lost people that close to you. It, it throws you for a loop, and if you have nothing to fall back on, then, yeah, and especially if you have a, an illness mental illness already, then yeah. So she was probably keeping them in, in check. Yeah. So the next thing that's going on is Trump declaring war on cities and protesters. As we know, our lovely celebrity-in-chief, um, Donald Trump, says that um, he has sent federal agents out to the chocolate city such as in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit. Um, I'm, you know, welcoming him here now. <laughs> Baltimore um, and Oakland, California, as well as Portland, Oregon, um, which is not necessarily a chocolate city, but it's a city that's been, that has a lot of protesters and it's been going on for 55 days plus. And um, it hits the news today that the, pre- uh, the mayor the Portland, Oregon mayor, Ted Dealer, uh, is very upset are in his city. And Trump has been sending people, the federal agents, the homeland security, to these cities, mainly in response to the, the monuments being torn down, the, feder- uh, the Confederate monuments being torn down. That was the first thing, and then just in general, that um, – Protesters are protesting anti-racist behavior. They're, you know, they're peaceful. I mean, yeah, you may have some people in there who decide, you know, opportunists who decide, okay, I'm going to trash everything or whatever. But primarily, the protests themselves are about, uh, it's peaceful. And it's just about bringing attention to what's going on in America. And, you, you know, they don't want to be ignored anymore. And these are white, black all races of people who are coming together to fight against this. So it's not just black people or whatever. It's not just Black Lives Matter, and but it's Black Lives Matter is a diverse, um, you know, movement. So, but he decided he was going to attack these people because they are obviously anti-white. So, and that he can't have that because his, you know, primary constituents are, you know, white. Um, conservatives, extreme white conservatives. So, um, so that's what's going on with him. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, who was um, last night a part of a group he was speaking to, and to the people in Portland, Oregon, the you know the peaceful protesters. He was tear gassed along along with so many other people, and he said that he wants the federal agents out of his city. It is unconstitutional. Um, the tactics that have been used by our federal 
officers are current. They did not act with probable cause. People are not being told who they are, being arrested by, and, you know, they've been denied their constitutional rights. And the thing is, the federal agents are coming in um, clandestinely. You know, at first they're coming in unmarked cars. They're not, uh, they don't have, like, you know, blue and yellow jackets that says FBI or, or anything on them. You know, they're just coming in and arresting people and accosting people and beating people in the streets. I mean, there are videos of this happening. And um, this is what's going on, but it's going to continue. And Trump has already said this will continue until, I guess, the protest ends. He's, you know, so he's declared war on the Black Lives Matter peaceful protest. So this is horrible. Now, today, around 5.30 um, Eastern Standard Time, President Trump came on to uh, speak to say that he is canceling his Jacksonville, Florida uh, portion of the Republican National Convention. He's saying that it will be too unsafe and that even though he doesn't think it's necessary, but he needs to alert people to be more cautious to wear their masks and, you know, to, to be able to fight this COVID, um, COVID diseases out right now, the virus. But he always throws in the fact China. He keeps saying this over and over again. This is a China virus. They could have, <laughs> they could have stopped it, but they didn't. And he's, it's almost like he's setting it up um, for China to be attacked because he, he also keeps bringing in the rhetoric of all these other countries who are suffering as well as America who are suffering and it's all China's fault. So it's like he wants, you know, people to band together and attack China. And he did say that he did talk to his, you know, girlfriend Putin and he talked about what's going on and he agrees with them too. So, so they're still in contact, which I thought was interesting that he would even say that with everything that has happened. <laughs> but he did it anyway. He said it anyway. I was like, wow. I can't believe he just said that. Um, and then lastly, the second um, round of stimulus package will be coming out. All the details hasn't been approved, but it should be approved in the next um, few days everything. It would be a second round of direct payment. Um, they haven't said how much or what it would be. And it will be an extension of the unemployment. You know, we're getting people are getting the $600 extra, but um, it won't, probably won't be the 600 Maybe it'll be a little less, maybe 400 or something. I don't know, but they're putting that in and they said it will not be any kind of um, he had wanted, and the Republicans had wanted some sort of tax relief for workers, but that's being worked out. But there will be a second round of paycheck protection program for small businesses so they can still, you know, employ their people. So, so it's a lot going on. It's just really crazy, and it continues. So that's what's going on. We get crystallized. 
and up-to-date information. Back to you, Q. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And we'll go ahead and get into our topic about entrepreneurship. Those who are on hold and want to jump in, press one. Let me know that you're ready to speak. And so, first of all, let me let me ask this. And Buck, I'll, I'll start with you, Buck. What are some of the obstacles that people experience trying to start their own business? Well, I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of problems. Um, funding for, for a brand new business is extremely difficult to find. Um, if your credit is not is less than perfect, which most people's credit is, that's also going to be an obstacle. Um, you really have to do a lot of research um, to find out exactly where to go. Uh, you can go down to a conventional bank, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get anything, especially if your credit's not good. So you may have to go to other sources, and those sources, are it's really, really hard to find those sources because they don't make it easy for you. Um, you really have to do your homework to find out because this is something that I went through putting together my own business. Um, you really have to be careful. Uh, there's predatory lenders out there that, try to trick you and they just want your information and then they don't give you any anything at all. Um, they just sell your information basically and that's how they make their money. Um, but really and truly you want to put, you know, funding is the hardest thing to get. And if you, you know, you have to be, really do your due diligence whenever you're dealing with somebody on funding, trying to make sure you get the right person that, you know, will help you regardless to what your situation may be. Um, there's a lot of state and local um, places that you can also check. There's minority places you can check if you're a minority. Um, that's classified as women and people of color. Um, so those are considered those in the minority. So you really have to make sure that you, you know, do your due diligence and find out exactly where to go and this, you, this is something that's going to take months to do, not just a few weeks. This is something that you, if you're serious about starting a business, you've got to really, really do your homework and find out where the places go to get the right funding. All right. Crystal, what do you think? What are some of the roadblocks that entrepreneurs encounter? I think one of the main things is that they um, don't know their business. Um, I think the... The reality is now with our online capabilities, um, instead of the brick and mortar, you don't need to open up an actual business. Um, now you can start, you know, just by opening up a website or whatever. I think that people are kind of more lax and they don't understand all the ins and outs of opening a business and everything that is actually needed in opening a business. So um, I think that's one of their their, um, their roadblocks. They don't do their due diligence and research and learning, especially if you don't have any business um, background at all and you don't know anything you haven't gone to school for, you haven't had that experience or whatever. So they just think, I'll, I'll throw up a website and I'll just, you know, just wing it. I'll learn as I go. And, yes, some of that is true. You need, do need to learn as you go because you need to do it. But um, 
I think that's the main thing. You really don't know what you're getting into. And you think that your first profit that you make, you think that they're profits, the first money you make, but they're not profits. You know, they're just, um, you need to put that money right back into the business so you really haven't made anything. It takes a while. It takes years in order to start reaping the results of starting a business. And a lot of people don't understand that or don't want to, you know, to do the work. So do you think they should keep a nine-to-five job um, as a means of getting steady income while they get the business up on their feet? I mean, or should you go all in and quit your day job? Well, it all depends. How much money do you have? Do you have um, savings that you can do that? Uh, do you have, you know, a lot of people, that's what they do. First of all, they, they save their money um, to have something they can give yourself because you're not supposed to even pay yourself. You're not supposed to include your income for, you know, a few years before you um, start saying, okay, now I can pay myself, whatever amount. And so if you don't have that money already to get started, then no, yeah, you should keep your day job, you know, work basically 24 hours a day, you know, at your job and then at, you know, your other job. So absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, um, it just I guess I'm calling in. So my name is Seth, and I'm over here by the uh, by the St. Louis area. And to that question, um, I would, how are you doing? I would say that it's um, it's good to have uh, not to just quit your primary mm-hmm. job, but to use that primary job to finance your dreams. And I think a lot of individuals do that, they quit their job and go all in, but they have not prepared a great foundation for their uh, their their dreams or their, their future ventures. So uh, I'll take, take me for example, prior to being a full-blown um, entrepreneur, I knew while I was working what I wanted to do, and I just did my homework on my my, I guess on the time that I'm normally at work, I just extended that so that I can get the knowledge and then use that knowledge and the money that I was getting from my primary job to finance the foundation. So if anyone is out there that's thinking about it, I would say write down a plan of execution, where you're going to be or how you want your business to benefit from six months to a year to five years. And if you can do that realistically, if you can sustain your business for six months, all right, if you can sustain your business for six months, it should be self-sustained after that if you do your due diligence enough on the on the back end. So that's what I wanted to say about that. All right. I appreciate that. And, you know, and I'm also wondering, like, what are the expectations of your friends and family. And let me go back to the phone lines. This is the 647 area code, the T dot up in Toronto. This this is, this is my man, Patrick, is it? This is Patrick. How you doing? Patrick, what's going on, man? <laughs> Nothing much. Nothing much. Just listening to the show. Enjoying All the right, conversation. So let, me ask, let me ask you, Patrick, what are some of the expectations of your friends and family? 
you know, when you're starting your own business, are they obligated to help promote you and help your business grow? Um, no, and I think everyone's <clears throat> situation is, is, is slightly different. Um, the, three, the, the top three challenges for small business owners, especially as we see with Masterminder, which is a nonprofit group uh, uh, organization that I run here in Toronto, uh, we help um, aspiring uh, black entrepreneurs. Uh, help, we help them start their business. Uh, me and a, uh, a partner of mine, uh, we're both business consultants. We've both been business consultants probably about 20 years each. <laughs> and so we were using our, our, our experience to kind of help people, to help black, aspiring black entrepreneurs for free. So it's not, not even a paid service. So we provide business consulting, and uh, what I was going to say is the top challenge is, is uh, lack of capital, marketing, slash advertising for their business, and time management. Um, as far as friends and family, most people go to friends and family usually for a round of fund, some type of funding, right, some initial funding, some seed funding uh, they get from friends and family, and uh, that's usually where family comes in, friends and family come in. What we found is that a lot of times business, people are trying to start businesses, they don't, they need a different environment because a lot of times their friends don't understand, right? So you get some people who friends, you know, they hang out with their friends a lot, they party a lot, but now they have a yearning to start this business, and this is what they want to talk about. And so they have to find a whole different group, right, which is where uh, Masterminder comes in up here. So um, where they can get around like-minded people and have discussions and network and and find resources and that type of thing. So as far as friends uh-huh. and family, from what we see is mainly on the funding end, you know, trying to get funding from some seed funding from friends and family. Um, okay. Which is difficult, which is which is difficult in a lot of cases, and we try to get them ready for even that, right, even trying to trying to get that because the expectations of friends and family when they, when they do give money sometimes is a bit unrealistic, so. All right. So, Crystal, what do you think? I mean, Crystal, you have a podcast. You've written books. Um, what are your expectations of friends and family? Neil and Void. Um, you know, this is something I had to learn the hard way. And I will advise any new person coming in or whatever to whatever business they have, do not count on friends and family to be your customers. I mean, you may find, you know, one or two who may, you know, purchase some things or whatever. But what I found with friends and families is that they tend to want every all of all of your things for free. <laughs> you know. I remember when I first wrote um my first couple of books and I went home for some sort of reunion or whatever. And Everybody came up to me and was like, where's my book? Where's my whatever? I'm like, excuse me? 
know, you know, I was like, Nelly, are you for real? <laughs> but, um, yes, they were for real. They wanted the hookup. They wanted, um, you know, they wanted their book. They wanted all this advice. They wanted to come on to the show. I was like, whoa. I mean, would you go to Kroger's or to Myers or Walmart and say, hey, I know Mr. You know, Walmart or Walt, and I want I want all my stuff for free and all my groceries and all my food. I mean, it's like, what? I don't understand. But see, that's what we think. We think that, or it should be, that all of our friends and family are now going to go buy all of our stuff, go buy all of our, you know, you know, contribute somehow to our business or whatever, and bring other people. But a lot of times, most of the time, that does not happen. So you really need to, yes, as, as the gentleman was saying, getting out there with like-minded people, you're probably the only one or one of few who are actually opening a business or doing something like that. So you don't, you know, you don't necessarily need to talk to them. You need to, to find people that you can speak with and uh, network with and that you can you know, find actual resources, um, true advice, real advice, and then get in, get out there and, and have new, unique customers who are coming specifically for your product. And marketing is huge. It's all about the percentages. The more people who know about you, um, you get a 100% marketing. Out of that marketing, it's going to be, what, 50 maybe even 30% who are actually going to purchase and come to your stuff. So you always, it's a numbers game. So you always got to get new people to to, um, <clears throat> to get into your product, to see it, to into purchase. So, and so, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to, nine times out of ten, um, leave your family and friends to another side with that. So even if they have lots of money. You know, because they're not seeing you as a as a savvy business person. They're seeing you as, you know, their best friend or, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. All right. Going to take a quick 30-second break, and then I got to go to a caller in the 601 area code. Be back in 30 seconds. My name is Chanel Tapper, and you're listening to Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Right. 516-595-8306 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Had to get a little water. To the phone lines, I go once again. From the 601 area code, my hometown of Jackson, Mississippi, let me welcome on the man, the myth, the original show legend, the minister of sexual affairs, Eminem was shaking. Hey, what up Q, what up radio world? What's going on, Eminem? And for oh, man, born with the wind, baby. Just getting back in town. <laughs> Shit. I hear you. Let me explain something to um, people who may be new to the show or people who are just calling in for the first or second time, like Seth and Patrick. Uh, 
the callers who have called this show for years, uh, I had dubbed them as show legends. So they have their own theme song when they come on the air. So that's the difference there for those out there who may be confused, like, why does he play music for these people and not for the others? Well, now, you know, the show legends get the music. And um, it takes a lot of work to be a show legend. But Eminem, let me throw this question at you. Entrepreneur, uh, being an entrepreneur takes a lot of time and dedication. You may have to work unconventional hours, okay? So with the amount of time it takes to start your own business, as far as a social life goes, can you have a good relationship with someone who works a nine-to-five? Uh, yeah, because what, what you have to do is just like anything else. Uh, my advice to any entrepreneur, number one, you know, uh, a lot of people first experience be bad experiences. It'd be stuff like uh, sort of like these, uh, what they used to call back in the day, pyramid things or whatever. You get these many customers and all that and, then the people that didn't do that was trying to do stuff like sell, uh, like Kirby vacuum cleaners or something like that. And they got real discouraged because the first thing they're going to tell you is, oh, all y'all got, you know, friends, all y'all got family, and they had you calling and stuff. But then what happens is when you get burnt out on hitting a brick wall selling day shit, now when you get ready to do something that's passionate that you really like to do, now it's just like, damn, man, we never hear from you, and every time we call you, you're selling something. So the way you do that is, number one, whatever you're doing, don't worry about, now this sounds crazy because, you know, money rules the world. Don't worry about the money. Make sure it's something that you really, really want to do because as time go on, and I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to tie it into building relationships with people, as time go on, they're not going to separate you from what you do, you know. So then it's just like um, it's not like you have to say, I have to separate this to do this and I have to separate that to do that. Everything is intertwined because your business is you, and you will know the people that really respect that because they're not going to try to separate the two. They're not going to. They're going to look at you one and the same, you know. For those, uh, okay, I use uh, Q for example. For those that that uh, know Q, maybe you know years before I knew him, before he had some of the things he's doing now, maybe they only know the guy from the job or the guy from college or high school. But the people that know him, as, as time went on, they don't separate. When they see Q, they see talk to Q. They see. Uh, thank you dot me. They see all of that. All is intertwined. And you know, when somebody see me, they damn sure see a full enterprise. You know, all kind of shit. Number one, new renaissance. Number two, three and four. You know, my my youth stuff and all that. So it's just like that's how you get respect in the game. And then as you as you get respect in the game, guess what come after that? Now fame in the game come. Now it ain't necessary to fame to happen overnight. Like you know, uh, some of these. Uh, these little Kirkish and, and freakish little uh, YouTube sensations where you say something stupid and now you got like a million followers for two weeks and then it die. We talking about long term fame. We talking about we talking about um, and, and and those listening that, that that live in the hood. You know what I'm talking about. You you talking about cats that can go somewhere and somebody say, man, who the dude around here everybody respect? Who the chick around here everybody respect? You'll become that. See what I'm saying? Because people. People would not distinguish you between your product. You are your product or your service or whatever you say you are. 
You are there. You know what I'm saying? That's some real stuff there. Y'all can put put money on them. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but let me go back to you, man. How do you balance the, the social and work life when you're an entrepreneur and you kind of have an unconventional schedule? It's tough. I mean, it's not going to be easy. I mean, you have when you you know when you start your business, it, you really have to dedicate a lot of time to it um, to make it grow. Um, depending on what type of business it, it is, you have to dedicate a lot of time, a lot of time to it. Sometimes you know you you get worn out dedicating time to it, but at the same time, if you want to build it and you want to be successful, um, you have to dedicate time to it. And the people that are around you will also have to be you know be understanding of it because it takes a lot to build. Um, it's not easy. Um, and then it really depends on what you're doing. I mean, every every business is unique and it's different to the individual. But at the same time, it takes a lot of work to build, and you have to you got to make sure whatever you're doing, whatever whatever that business may be, you have to make sure you know it, you own it, you know, and know what you're doing because it can't be something that you don't know anything about. It's got to be something that you know something about, and, and you got to be passionate about. And it's all, you know, you got to make sure that if you're passionate about it, that you got to also make you know make time for it because it takes a lot to build. Okay. So, Seth, let me go back to you, man. Seth, what kind of business do you have? Oh, um, let me see, man. So I have the podcast, the Lions Den podcast. Um, I'm also an author and a accountability coach uh, for businesses and um, different youth groups. And, man, let me see. It's some other stuff. But it's all tied in to, to each other. So, yeah. Okay. So let, let me ask you this. And this is something that I think a lot of people fail to consider when they're starting their own thing. When you work for mm-hmm. a 9-5 company, you have opportunities for a 401K. That goes towards your mm-hmm. retirement. Some companies will even sure. match your to help you add to your savings. So what are your options mm-hmm. if you own a business in regards to having enough money to retire someday? So I'm in a unique situation because um, I did uh, 21 years in an Air Force, okay? So I've, I've, I, have, I have that and savings from that and already a, a 401, you know, 401K uh, lined up. But I would say for individuals that's not fortunate, to retire or to retire early, um, I will ask them to do their research. And I believe, and, and, and this isn't generalizing all of our people, but a lot of us want, we're so, um, I guess, uh, I guess the word is we're so in, enthused or attracted to having a business that it turns into just a business because we're not doing the things that we need to do make sure we're sustained, right? So I would tell an individual, do your due diligence so that your business can sustain the test of time. And ultimately, when you do transition, you can practice, or before you transition, you can practice nepotism, right, by either giving your business to your, your, uh, your offspring or giving it to someone else of the same hue as you. The goal is is to give them something that they can build off of and not another debt. 
All right. So that's what I would say based off of whatever financial situation they're in and what they are getting ready to go into to do their research first. There are 401k plans that you can actually buy into, or if you have one from a previous job, um, sometimes you can, you know, if you, you know, you depending on your financial advisor, because you're going to need one of those as well. Um, to, it will steer you in the right direction on which 401k plan to buy into. So therefore, you can have a 401k if you own a big, a small business, and um, help you build your portfolio. Absolutely. I think this is where you know, as um, we were saying before, about having some sort of either making your savings beforehand. Um, sometimes that's that's why you have to work for a while in you know, and at your at your job in the beginning and before you actually start your business. This is why a lot of times people retire, and then they can finally just say, "Hey, now I can do what I want to do." You know, if they were able to have that 401k or able to save money throughout their career, um, and then they can actually do it now. So there's something to be said for being a little older, a little wiser. You've learned, you know, some life lessons and, of course, made some savings, and then you can actually start living, you know, once your kids are gone. (laughs) That's the beauty of the second life. (laughs) Yeah, but that concept... Is 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 golden information, but I ain't trying to sound like an old man or nothing like that. But but younger jokers don't get that shit at all. They, I mean, they don't understand that concept. You know, everybody got to chop that wood a little while. Everybody got to do a damn job or work for somebody they don't want to work for until you can kind of get where you at. But uh, uh, it's hard to kind of advise cats now with that kind of stuff because they don't want to do nothing. But see, if you ain't got a a product that's going to overturn a fast profit, you're going to have to build yourself up. But, uh, you know, uh, matter of fact, most of the people in business that I know with are, are very successful. It's kind of like uh, with the brother we talking to now. They kind of did something else and either retired or built themselves up good, and then they kind of unleashed because they didn't just have to depend on keeping their lights on with a pipe dream, you know what I'm saying? They they got a cushion to kind of kind of do stuff with, you know, but um uh a lot of matter of fact, a lot of teachers used to do that stuff. Uh, you know, uh teach if they can do it without having a heart attack and then retire right at the time and then, you know, kind of have that check coming in so when they got a you know, a little food place or a food truck or whatever they doing, they don't have to just depend on it. They can kind of let the business establish itself without, you know, defaulting on everything you're trying to do in the jump, from the jump. So, you know, I think that's some, you know, real good stuff you just said. Uh, but it's just too bad that nobody under, you know, under 35, really under 40, ain't going to listen to that shit. But it's true, you, though. You that's, how you, that's how you do stuff. You know what, brother? I would say it is unfortunate. and um, But what I've done was um, – it's almost like, you know, when the student is ready, the teachers will come. So I've really been listening to my discernment when individuals ask me questions and seeing, okay, is this person mentor ready? Because my time, just like anything, but my time is the most precious resource. So I don't waste my time on just anyone. But if an individual truly, truly want to know, 
I don't have a problem, you know, watering that that seed. But if people say, hey, you know, hey, I want to do a podcast too and do this, okay, go ahead and do it. And then I walk away. I need to see what you have already have started to do yourself. Because a lot of young individuals that's used to this instant world, and it's not their fault. This is the society we live in from the microwave to just texting. I still remember back in the day having to remember, you know, have to, to remember 15 phone numbers. And right now the only phone numbers I remember is either mine or my grandmother's, and she ain't changed hers in 30 years. So right, the thing right. is, yeah. now we're, now we're, you see, so, so now we're codependent on so much, but our um, – our youth, they don't have the sense of sweat equity. Okay? Oh no, not never, at all. You see, so so they, they never had to they never had to do that or use it. So, yeah, hey, so right now the proof is in the pudding. If they think they can just have uh, just say something on a microphone and then they can have a podcast that's sponsored, no, it's not about just saying something. It's about having something to say, and that's the difference. But Again, you know, it, it go, it, uh, they have to be mentor-ready, anyone. And, and then, you know what? The age doesn't matter because we all have to humble, uh, humble ourselves and say, hey, I don't know this in this area. However, I see you are doing it. Do you mind showing me? Because this is what I've, this is what I've done thus far. Can I elevate? Chances are you can, but it's finding the right individual that can articulate what to do. Because we got pride, we got ego, we all, we got all different types of things that hinder us as individuals when it comes down to elevating. So once we humble ourselves on both ends, then we can connect and grow together. That sounds great. And um, okay, I think I'm over my technical difficulties, so I'm sorry I dropped out on you all. We'll go ahead and get ready to wrap things up and get into our final thoughts. Um, in the spirit of entrepreneurship. When you're giving your final thoughts, if you want to plug your business um, and give a website or something like that, then feel free to do so. But, um, Buck, I'll start with you, man, on your final thoughts. Good show, as always. It's, just, it's good to be able to finally, you know, talk about entrepreneurship because it's something that, you know, this has been a process of mine that I've been working on on my own business, which is Heritage Carpet Cleaning and Restoration here in Pensacola and um, surrounding areas. And I've been doing this now for three solid years. But the, the dream started actually in 2015, two years prior to that. Um, it took a lot of hard work. Um, didn't take a whole lot of money to get it started. Um, the good thing for me is I, I, had a lot of, I, I had a lot of customers anyway from previous jobs in the same field. Um, so I was lucky in that regard um, in networking with people, with real estate agents and um property management companies and things of that nature, and then also being a member of the Home Builders Association. All of those have contributed to where I've you know, gotten so far. Uh, so it's all helped, and it's helped me build it. Um, still, still got a little ways to go to kind of get it where I want it, but I'm pretty close there on that as well, getting some extra funding and being able to put it, you know, even my goal is to expand it all the way back to Mississippi as well. So it's going to be pretty cool to be able to, you know, hopefully in time get to that point. But I'm still in the building blocks in the early stages on, you know, building it here. So, you know, do your due diligence. Make sure that you do a lot of homework or research. Make sure it's something that, that you're willing to dedicate time to because it's not going to be easy building. Um, it can be easier building if it's something that you know a lot about. Um, make sure you network with good people. 
because um, there, there, there are a lot of scam artists out there that say they do what you do and they don't do it. Um, so you got to make sure that you do all your due diligence, make sure you be around the right people, make sure you do your homework and make sure, you, you know, that way you can help build it and it will be successful. You got to stick with it and it's going to take a lot of time as well. It's going to be some time, there's going to be some times when you're out there working and everybody else is playing and that's fine. But, you know, you'll in time, it'll be where you want it to be. Don't give up. You know, there's going to be some hard days out there as well. But don't give up. You know, you got to keep fighting. So definitely enjoy, enjoy the show. Definitely enjoy everybody that came on tonight. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week and stay safe. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Seth, I'll go to you, man. Um, plug your business and give your final thoughts on tonight's show. All right. Okay. Well, look, man. First, I would say thank you, thank you for the uh, for the opportunity, man. This was awesome, and 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 uh, shout out to everyone else that's on uh, right now on the show and the ones that's listening. And good luck on your own future endeavors. Um, so I can be found at uh, what the podcast is: the Lions Den with Seth. We're available, and uh, you can go to any major podcast and, and hear about that. But our focus is on leadership, growth, and development with action, okay? Um, also, my book is called The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking, and that is pretty what, what it is, is, and it's pretty much just a book about accountability. So I take the things that I learned from being uh, born and raised on the east side of Detroit and the things I learned in the military, put it together, and learned how to pretty much hustle strategically. And so I've taken those things and helped to give them back to individuals that look like me, essentially. Um, so uh, in a nutshell, that's what that is. But um, my final word for the viewers is um, listen to your heart, not listen to your you know, outside influences that will deter you from doing the things that you want to do do. Chances are individuals that are not helping the process, they are hurting, hurting the process because they are um, invoking a type of insecurity that they already have within themselves. And they see that you aspire to be more and that frightens them. So what I would say is learn how to compartmentalize people. Don't write them off or cut them off because they're not trying to buy into your business. That's not their job. Your job is your business. You understand? So whatever that means, you be you be the front runner, you be the promoter, you be the one that is talking about your business. And once you get into the habit of doing that, can't no one stop you. Then you know you have made some type of feat when individuals are talking more about you than you talk about yourself and your product. Focus on your brand and focus on customer service focus on knowing how to build a relationship versus a bank account. Because if you build the relationship, individuals will buy into you, not your product. There's nothing new under the sun. What makes it unique is your personality. So if you got a dumb personality, people won't purchase anything from you. And my last point is this. It's great to have a black-owned business, but my opinion and what I've seen, focus on having a good business because ultimately you want green dollars. So do not limit your, your, your base based off of how you present yourself. So 
your brand is your bond, not just your word, but your brand. So focusing on, hey, I'm a black-owned business, you need to support me. No, not necessarily. You can be a black-owned business, but your business sucks. So that means I'm supposed to give just because you're black? Absolutely not. So put yourself out there and own, or not own, but put more emphasis on being a good business versus a black-owned because when people see you, they're not blind. If they can see, they see you black. So give them good. And thank you again for letting me be on the show, brother. Man, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that. What's the name of that book again? The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking. It's on Amazon and found out the other day. It's at, um, it's at Walmart online, too. So, And if you go to the theblackcollarmindset.com, you, you have all the – so you can get the Amazon book, the e-book, and a book personally from me, a signed autographed copy of it. All right. All right, man. That's a great title, too. Great title. I'm going to check that out. So I right appreciate on. you joining the, the show. And I like what you said about know how to build a relationship and not your bank account. I might have to clip that um, and save that for later, that quote for later. I like that. Right All on. right. Patrick, what you got, man? Final thoughts, and you can plug your business. Final thoughts, great program, great discussion. Um, no, I, I think I think the words that the, that the brother just said was right on point. Um, I, I, I would also like to add that, you know, one of the things that's missing is good, 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 solid mentorship and um, to help steer people who are just starting or want to start a business, to help steer them in the right mm-hmm. direction. So wherever you are, try to find that. Um, I can be found at uh, Masterminder, masterminder.com. We're actually starting to go digital. We're local in, in the Toronto area, in the greater Toronto area, but we're starting to go digital. So we're building our platform now and redigging our website. So you may not be able to reach us there, but you can also always reach us at contact at masterminder.com, contact at master, M-Y-N-D-E-R.com. Our slogan is Mind Your Business, and, uh, you know, we're here to help. (laughs) All right. I like that slogan. That's nice. That's nice. All right, man, I appreciate you returning to the show. Good stuff as always. And Eminem, what do you have, bro? Oh, man, great show, great show, great show. Uh, Like I say, a show like, a, a topic like this don't get a lot of hype, but this is, this is one that's 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 well needed, and hopefully a lot of people's tuning in. You know what I'm saying? It's good advice uh, uh, from multiple angles or whatever. But uh, like I say, uh, without being repetitive, because I agree with everybody and you know what's been said. But but one thing that I would advise a lot of the people that's starting to get into business: number one, you got to believe in your damn self. You know. I talk to people, I ain't, I'm no consultant or nothing, but a lot of times people just kind of hit me up and I don't even know them, and they'll be talking about business stuff because they say, well, you know, they'll be like, well, you know, you, you know, I know you, I know you'll listen. Stop worrying about what somebody thinks. Man, you're not going to lose your player card or your hood card because you're trying to do a business that's not a detail shop or something that, that, that's considered cool. You know, do you, right, bro? Right. You know, and see, and a lot of time that's what mess a lot of businesses up. It's just like you're not you you you're so worried about what somebody's gonna say 
that you're not even persuaded to push your own product. So when somebody who who been been around a long time, like any of us on this on this call, we looking like, well, shit, you ain't serious then. If, if you if you ashamed of your own shit, you you shouldn't even be in business, you know. So, you know, that would be my my tidbit to that. And, and of course, I'm gonna plug myself. You know, newrenaissance.com. That's in you renaissance.com. I hope y'all can spell renaissance. R-E-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E dot com. Um, uh, former business, it was <laughs> Mastermind Enterprises. Of course, you know, the name changed all the time depending on where I was set up at, but I asked another story. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, you, you just want to, you, you, you want to believe in your product. And, and people say, well, how you know people in business? Well, damn, you got to get off your ass, first of all. Like right now, um, all over the city that I'm in, it's all it's, it's a, quite a few colleges here, about two or three HBCUs. It's always little seminars and stuff. But like I say, this is not fashionable. There, there's no, there's nothing uh, fancy going on. So, hey, shit, man, Go mingle with people who are successful in the game. You know, like, you, you're going to meet people that know what they're talking about. You're going to meet people that has succeeded, and you're going to meet people that have succeeded now, but maybe they failed maybe 10 years straight before they got it straight. Listen to what they got to say so your shit won't be like that. You know, especially if you're in a business where you actually got something physical or you do a physical service. Now, if you're more like a, you know, artist like like myself, a visual artist and and, and uh I know Crystal's an author, and I, I know one of the guests we got on is an author. Well, that's different. You pretty much, you know, you you you, you know, what I'm saying you pretty much is 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 free and independent. But uh, do any renovation, anything dealing with flooring, okay? But you don't go into a business like that not knowing your damn product, because need damn people start calling. And like one brother say, don't limit yourself to just one group. Now you got these damn white people calling, and they don't give a damn what color you are. They just saying, well, shit, man, your price is pretty good. If you can match this with the work, you got the damn contract. Don't nut up when you get that call, you know. So a lot of people just like to go around saying, oh, I got my own business, passing our business card, man. I'm like, what is this, uh, a, a, a new age way to pimp? This ain't no damn, uh, not pimp, but macking, because, you know, pimping is a whole nother level. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to know your own shit, man, you know. And then uh, I, I, I kind of feel that buzzer coming, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, one of the best businesses you can get into has to be legalized. You already seen what Colorado, what, what we did for Colorado. You pass 1313, oh, it's going to help every 50-state. Man, y'all like, y'all, man, y'all going to say, fuck a stimulus check, because it ain't going to be a woman needing nothing. Anything. Uh, all right. I appreciate that, Eminem. I see even when, when it came to entrepreneurship, I knew you, you were going to um, somehow sneak oh, in. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know I ain't going to let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Crystal, shut it down for me. <laughs> okay. Okay, if, leave it to Eminem to throw me off my damn business side. <laughs> Anywho... <laughs> At least you get the first of all, um, instead of me. Right. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, um, I'm Crystal Hickerson, and my um, brand is me. 
I am, you can find me at crystalhickerson.com, which is C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, Hickerson, just as it sounds, .com. Google me, I'm there. Um, I have an author, of course, and uh, a podcaster. And I have a YouTube page as well. And if you were intrigued by him, then you can hear some of his words of wisdom on my YouTube page, which you can find a link on crystalhickerson.com, and just uh, go to The Pimp Perspective, which are still up and available for um, listening to and viewing. So it's quite quite entertaining, and you'll learn something. Um, TheCrystalShow.com is where my podcasts are. I've been doing that for several years and um, took a little hiatus to, you know, write. (laughs) And those of us who are authors know that you have to cocoon yourself, and I'm doing that as well right now. So, um, But you can find my um, books there, written four books, and um, check those out. Also, um, my daughter, uh, who is a millennial, and she has a skincare products line at babyskin.com, which is B-A-B-Y-S-S-K-I-N.com. So check her out as well. Um, but my final words um, would be, you know, I think the guys, um, Seth and Patrick, you know, uh, did a very good job at uh, organizing his yeah. words, which is why I guess he has his, this platform, which is on the black collar mindset, and that's a good platform. Um, and, you know, mentorship is really what it's all about. As the millennials uh, have really have really taken that to heart. And I think most millennials who are um, serious about their work and what they want to do, which is rarely do they want to go into any kind of nine-to-five kind of thing, uh, they get mentors. They get mentors in college. My daughter had a mentor, you know, and um, just about how to do their business, how to focus, how to be successful in a real way. Um, I like uh, someone who said, and I think it, I think it was Seth, uh, who you know, we were talking about family and as family and friends as customers, but we also have the black culture as a customer who still wants the hookup, you know, even though they don't know you. They don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about your business. They don't know anything. They're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. Wick, you know, hook me up. Hook me up. (laughs) Hook the brother up. Hook the sister up. You know, and it's like, um, I'm sorry, but your product is nine ninety five, just like I said a few seconds ago. But they don't care. And as far as customer service, and I've said this so many times regarding uh, patronizing black businesses, which, of course, we all want to do, especially now, Black Lives Matter, all that, especially now you get more people than just, you know, blacks coming into your business, your brick-and-mortar or whatever business, People want customer service. Okay, they want to smile. They want you to make them feel at ease, and then they want to come back because a lot of times our businesses are not necessarily on the main 
grind. They may not be in the mall. They may be, you know, a little few miles out the regular area. You know, you may want to roll up your window when you <laughs> drive through the area and keep your car in eyesight as you walk through the store. But but when they get in there, they want customer service no matter where you are. But if you don't get that, I'm not coming back. I don't care if you are black or not. I'm not coming back if I don't feel valued, you know, as exactly. being a patron to your, to your service. I'm just not going to do it. I have gone literally out of my way to just to visit store where I've passed many other franchises the same franchise, and I've gone to that particular store because that person behind the counter always made me feel welcome. So that's important. And I don't think a lot of, like, business, black businesses do that, unfortunately. I mean, I, I walk in, and, you know, they, they're snarling at me or they just look at them, you know. I'm, just, I'm like, look, man, come on. You should be smiling because I'm in. But No. They, sometimes they don't, not all, but a lot of times they don't. So that's, um, that's something we have to work on um, as, as a black people, especially now that we're getting a lot of attention right now. We're the it people to be. <laughs> so take advantage of being the it people. But while you're taking advantage of that, if I ask you, where's your, give me your website so I can check you out later, I don't want to hear Facebook.com in front of your website. No, <laughs> what is your website? I, I am so serious. What is your website? And if I if I don't hear just, you know, com or whatever, then I'm like, okay, you know what? Call me when you get your shit together. I'm seriously. I mean, because, I mean, come on. So anyway, um, great Great show, great um, as always, <laughs> as always, you. And um, can't wait for the next one. And thank you guys for um, having me on. All right, thank you very much. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Top Q Radio Show. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties I experienced. I'll get that worked out before the next live show. For my callers tonight, I will be sure to put a link to all of your contact and website information on my show page for others to find. So I'll be sure to add your links. And I hope that this puts something in the minds of those who are looking to start their own. You really have to plan things out or you can find yourself in a situation where nothing seems to be working right. Owning a business can be lucrative, but only for those who consistently offer a great product and service. Like, for example, most reputable businesses in the southeastern part of the country is probably Chick-fil-A. That's probably the most reputable business in the south right now. And if there isn't one in your area, if you happen to travel and find one, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Chick-fil-A has probably the best customer service I've ever seen. All of the employees appear genuinely happy to see you. And I've been going there for well over a decade now, and I've yet to see one employee have a bad day. They're fast, they're organized, and they're friendly. Now, they're also a little expensive, and the food is good, but it's not mind-blowing. However, the service is so great that you're willing to pay the extra dollar. And, you know, I was once employed by a Fortune 500 company who studied the Chick-fil-A model in order to improve their customer service. So Chick-fil-A is a real deal. But the main thing is this. Be professional, 
be on time, and be good at what you do, all right, when it comes to entrepreneurship. The rest will take care of itself. My thanks to the callers and the show legends for participating in tonight's show. Please subscribe to me on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever podcast aggregator that you use. Subscriptions are what help the show to grow and go up to podcast charts. Um, I just recently entered the chartable top 200 list this week. Um, in Denmark, I'm number 93, and in Australia, 196. So who knew, right? So let's say hi to all the people out there in Denmark and Australia. I'm trying to get into the top 1,000 in the United States, so I have some work to do. I'm like number 3,100 right now and 4,155 in the world, but I guess that's not bad considering that there are over a million registered podcasts as of May of 2020. So wherever you are, please subscribe and support. Go to CoffeeQ.com for show information. I have a ton of interviews for you to enjoy with some really interesting people. I actually like to get a couple of the callers from tonight's show in an interview at some point in the future. Everyone take care, and the next live call-in show will be in two weeks as I do my season finale to wrap up season eight. That finale will allow the callers to pick this topic. You call in, you pick a topic, and we'll discuss it. It should be a lot of fun. I'm out of here. Everyone have a great day. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Maybe get people to think differently about what they do and and maybe change what they do. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. I was told that I was a man-eater. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.